You're listening to the Today's Wills and Probate podcast, one of the leading sources of information for the wills and probate sector. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todayswillsandprobate.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello and welcome along to the latest Today's Wills and Probate podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by Dave Newick. Known to many of you, Dave is the CEO of the Arkan Group, previously better known as Arkan Legal, but very deliberately the Arkan Group. And we're going to talk about why that is shortly, Dave. And today we're going to be talking about technology, wills and probate sector. Is it ripe? Is it ready? The innovations that that Arkan are bringing to the market in particular. Dave, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining. Well, wonderful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's very straightforward, the first question. I've given a very brief introduction, but who are you and what do you do? So, Dave Newick, I'm the CEO of what is now the Arkin Group. The Arkin Group is now three different businesses. So we have Arkin Legal, which is the uh, preferred platform for uh, practitioners in the estate planning industry here in the UK, but also South Africa, Australia and New Zealand. And that's the brand that many people will know. Uh, Many, many lawyers, I think 3,042 different legal professionals uh, use our products. So they'll be familiar with the Arkin legal product. But the Arkin Group now has three businesses, as I mentioned before. The uh, additional businesses here in the UK is a a new business that we've started called Estgrow. Escrow is uh, the opportunity for uh, people in the financial services industry, particularly advisors, but also financial services companies themselves, to access estate planning. So that's a, a different market for us. And what we're trying to do with that is we're trying to bring together legal services and financial services uh, in in one platform. That's the, the aim of that. We can talk about that. There's probably a, a whole podcast on, on its own there, David. And look, the last business is a business called Footprint, and that is a uh, online world's digital estate planning business, particularly for employee benefits and financial well-being. So they've bought some really cool product. We acquired that business uh, from uh, the portfolio of of interests held by my majority shareholder late last year. And the reason we acquired that is because it's got some uh, fantastic IP that we're aiming to leverage and take into uh, the UK market and uh, also other markets, obviously, that we're uh, we're operating in. So personally, I've been here now just about five years, would you believe? I still sound like I'm fresh off the boat as a Kiwi. Um, I go and speak to people in New Zealand and they they tell me that I sound like a a Brit. But uh, so I'm in that kind of weird in between place, but um, feeling very much at home here in England. So I live down in the southeast and uh, here with my wife, my two kids are down in uh, in New Zealand. So uh, that's that's probably enough about me. I'm going to describe you, Dave, as a technologist. I think that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. I, I, I do like the the intersection of of people and technology that's that's obviously you know technology exists to help humans it help it's designed to help us be more efficient be better at what we do so i'm particularly interested in that but first you must have the technology and the technology must work and be fit for purpose so let's say you're a technology in an industry famous for its lack of tech adoption i think that's probably fair as well how do you see the current lie of the land and 
are we ready for a, a tech revolution in private client? Revolution, no. Evolution, yes. And I think we're we're at the start of of a uh, a speeding up of the evolutionary process. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One of those things is that the uh, the private client industry has uh, been affected and is being affected by uh, generational change. So what we're starting to see is baby boomers, uh, Generation X uh, solicitors in particular, but also other estate planning professionals starting to retire, starting to think about what happens next. And that is bringing about change in terms of younger people coming through and uh, uh, they're used to technology, aren't they? You know, so uh, not having technology to, to work with every day and making it the source and the centre of everything that they do is kind of weird for them. So we're starting to see that kind of influence coming through. The uh, the other thing that is starting to happen, obviously, we're in a, in a tougher economic climate. And because of that, people are starting to look at their efficiencies. They're starting to look at ways they can still grow. They're looking at where they're spending their money. Now, there'll be an element of the of the uh, ecosystem that says, well, we're not going to spend any money on technology. But then there'll also be uh, a growing aspect or, or uh, cohort, which is saying, actually, we've got to invest for this. We've got to become more efficient. We've got to improve our productivity. We've got to get rid of the paper. We've got to make sure that we're not rekeying data. Here's a fascinating stat for you. Lawyers love stats, so I'm going to throw one at you. In research we did recently, up to 50% of a solicitor's time can be spent reeking data. 50%. Wow. Which is amazing, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. And that's made up of taking data from sort of client notes. It's taking notes from phone calls. It's taking notes on Zoom calls. Then taking that and working through kind of uh, what is no doubt some really interesting handwriting styles, what actually you said and uh, plugging that into, uh, if you're not using Arkin, a Word document and then kind of uh, reformatting and uh, rechanging all of that. Then looking at your CRM system and, and how you kind of uh, have to rekey the data into that. Then there's letters, of course, to go out. There's all of these kind of things, 50%. Deeply inefficient. So, look to answer your question. I think we are on the precipice of change, and that's quite uh, quite exciting. Five thousand five hundred uh, private client law firms in uh, England and Wales that do estate planning. Now, of those, we have around about four to five hundred. We've got about six hundred clients all up, and and about four to five hundred of them are uh, legal firms. And obviously, you've got accountancy firms, you know. Um, uh, advisors, you've got uh, will writers, everybody else who, who contributes to that uh, total addressable market. But isn't it interesting that between uh, ourselves and, and Wall Street and the other kind of players in the market, in terms of how many uh, players we have between us that are actually using automated solutions, that we're still not even at halfway. We're probably between us at about 15%. So I think yeah, that's that's exciting. That's an opportunity. One last thing, I think what's what's starting to happen too, and it's kind of a a, uh, a subset of the generational change, but we're starting to see people look at, say, for example, if you're a high street firm or if you're somebody who's uh, looking to to retire, well, what what do you do? What do you do with your practice? How how do you actually start to uh, think and and manage and exit away? And and people are looking at that and going, well, actually, what have I got to sell? What is it? I've got a wool bank, but how do I prove that my wool bank is of value? How do I uh, actually exit this and make sure that I can kind of manage the risk in and around this? So we're starting to see some consolidation. We're starting to see some aggregation. I think that trend 
will also uh, speed up the adoption of technology. It's really interesting, Dave. I mean, we can spend most of the morning talking about a lot of what you've said there, but I'm going to pick up on a couple of things. One, listeners to the Today's Wilson Probate podcast will be aware that we have a sister publication, Today's Conveyancer. It's, it's by its very name, it's it's operates in the property sector. The property sector has gone through this huge, I'm going to call it a revolution. I'm not convinced it's it has been evolution in property. It was a real revolution in terms of the introduction of technology. And I sort of see Wilson Probate probably at a similar sort of point at which that happened in conveyancing. Uh, that sort of happened in the early to mid noughties. One of the challenges, though, in conveyancing is I'm not completely convinced that the introduction of technology has improved the customer experience. How do we ensure that we don't miss that trick with private clients? Great question. Uh, just, just on that, interesting, if you look at the conveyancing market, what has brought about that change has been competition. And that uh, competition has come about because there's been some, some investment into that market. You've got some very large players that are competing with one another, and that is then forcing the adoption of technology, and particularly uh, a lot more digitization in, in that sector. So, uh, And that's, that's a lot more mature than the Wilson probate sector. So I think until you start to see the same sorts of influences, you probably aren't going to get the same degree of revolutionary activity. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. <laughs> I really hope that, uh, that, that, that it does happen. Again, coming back to the generational change, what's happening is that we're on the precipice of one of the, uh, or in fact, the largest transfers of, uh, of wealth in humankind. So 38.8 trillion US dollars is going to transfer from the baby boomers and silent generation through to the Gen Xs and the millennials uh, between now and 2060. Now you line up next to that, the World Health Organization tells us that 1.17 billion people are going to die around the world. 527 million of them are aged over 65. The oldest baby boomer is 76 years of age. The average life expectancy is 81.2 years here in the UK, and it's less in other countries. So we're on the precipice of this massive change in terms of inheritance and estate planning. When you look at that and you say, well, actually, only sort of you know 40% of people in the UK have a uh, an estate plan or or a will, and millennials in particular are really underrepresented, right? So they are uh, 42 years old, the oldest one. They've got kids, they've got houses, they've got businesses, all that sort of stuff. How do they want to buy? Well, actually, they want to buy into an organization that reflects their values. They want to uh, have something that's socially conscious. They want to have something that's accessible. And they want to have something that is a really seamless, easy, digital customer experience. Now, the, the wills and probate industry is not there. But to quote a fact out of the IRN research report, for the first time last year, we saw that 10% of activity in the sector, and bear in mind, it's a big sector, right? 2.4 billion is is now digital. So we're starting to see the change here. And that's, again, driven by generational changes. It's also driven by some uh, players coming in and saying, there's an opportunity. It's driven by the uh, the awareness, I think, or the growing awareness of the great wealth transfer and, and uh, what that means and, and how to resolve the inheritance piece. So legal, legal firms in particular have a challenge. They do need to make sure that they are uh, very aware of the customer experience because before they haven't. Now, if you look at that, how do you break that down? Well, first of all, there's the speed. So how quickly can you turn things around? And some firms, you know, some of our clients are really good like that. They set themselves service level standards and they deliver things really, really quickly. There's the accessibility. So 
can you find a way for people to work with you that is not just one way? So are there digital tools? Can you uh, point the appropriate people? Because you're probably not going to get an 80-year-old filling out a form online. Can you get your 26 or 32-year-old client to fill in something online and uh, make the thing a lot more digital? Well, yes, you can, because there's products out there that will do that. And uh, if you think about the value of that, the the acquisition of clients via digital uh, tools is, is going to be really critical. Because if you're in this for the long term, if you're a partner in a law firm and you're 36 and you've got a sort of 20-year stretch ahead of you before you might think about retiring at sort of, you know, 56, you need to start thinking about the impact of generational change because your client base is going to start dying off. So how are you going to safeguard yourself over a long period of time? And look, a lot of firms will go, hey, it's 20 years away. I'm not, I'm not too bothered about it. But actually, actually, the opportunity is now. And you can do this really quickly and easily. You know, it's a hundred or a couple of hundred quid a month and you can start the journey. Now, there's a whole podcast in terms of, well, how do you go through the process, right? Or how do you digitize? Just make a start. Just be aware of the impact of uh, customer experience, of who you're selling to, why you need to be uh, reaching those particular cohorts in, in different ways. I think the question in my head here, Dave, is how relevant is digitization when the sort of current demographic of clients is in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they're not particularly digitally savvy. It won't surprise you to know that my view is highly relevant. <laughs> I'd hate to disappoint you by saying anything else. <laughs> let's let's just consider this for a moment. The reason that people uh, in the, the industry focus on that age, uh, the older age group is because, frankly, they are more likely to take out an estate plan because they're more concerned about that. They've got more assets and uh, they are closer to probate and estate administration because the t- statistical likelihood of them dying is, uh, is that much higher. But regardless of that, even though I've just been kind of pointing out the the generational influences and things, there's the digitization does not have to be all about websites and Facebook and uh, social media campaigns. Those things are really important. And by the way, you guys do it really well. But actually, it can be about productivity. It can be about efficiency. It can be about risk management. It can be about consistency. So technology is not just about customer acquisition. And I think it's dangerous to think about that. Yes, that is an absolute outcome of digitization. But when we think about the use of technology and practices, most practices are still deeply inefficient. They are still using word-based templates. They're still using paper and pen. They are still creating documents literally by hand, printing out piles of paper, their business process is moving that pile of paper from one person to another who, who checks it. This is the, uh, the the efficiency and the value that can be had by adopting technology. And look for, for any of the listeners out there, I guess probably one of the key things that, that I'd like to uh, to present as a as a potential takeaway is that when people look at technology, that they look at this as uh, a value that they are investing in. It's not a cost, it's a value. And yes, it can be uh, a little bit difficult. We try and make it as easy as possible, but change is difficult. And particularly, you know, in in the sector that we service, change is frowned upon or perhaps uh, uh, people are, are a little uh, resistant to it. But 
once you can get over that, the place you get to is so much of a uh, easier, better life for the practitioners. If we've got this kind of situation where people are saying, hey, I'm starting to retire, I'm starting to think about spending time with the grandkids, I want to be on the golf course, uh, technology can deliver you that. Don't work five days a week, work four, work three, because you can use technology to deliver you those sorts of efficiencies. Arkin has been a longstanding supporter of the awards. And over the last two years, we've introduced the Today's Wills and Probate Industry Champion category, which you guys have been huge supporters of. Who do you admire in the Wills and Probate Industry? Who's doing the sorts of things that you're you're talking about at the moment that, that you kind of see as a bit of a, a standard bearer for what's happening in this space? Look, there's, there's quite a few, actually. We've got quite a few clients who are uh, really aware of the value of, of technology. And there's, there's uh, a number of firms that are trying things, trying to disrupt. They are bringing about change. They are looking to, uh, to invest in the market, to invest uh, for uh, not you know two to three to four to five years, but for the long term, those are the firms that that personally I uh, I really respect. I think uh, anybody who is prepared to come into a market and say, "Hey, can we do this differently? How can we take the market from where it is to where it could and you would argue should be, as opposed to other sectors?" Those are the movers and shakers that I think the industry needs. That's why we focus on the Industry Champion Award these days, because I think there's lots of good things that happen. Now, look, just a subset of that is that any market, any sector really relies on individuals who, who stand up and, and, and are counted. And one of the things about the awards this year is the quality of the entries from everybody, really blown away um, by that. And I think uh, the, the key aspect here is that a lot of people are putting a lot into the wider community. So as a judge on the other side of things, I've seen that and some of the entrants that have come through. And 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 that's really impressive, isn't it? Because you know it's very easy to not do those things. But actually, people are doing it because their purpose is helping other people. Their purpose is actually making a difference. So they might have had a personal experience with uh, related to death or uh, something like that. And, and they see this and they go, wow, you know, we really want to be a firm, I want to be an individual that can help make a difference in, in the industry. So those are people that I really admire as well. I think you, you, you need those sorts of uh, movers and shakers, those people who care, those people who are committed to making a difference and are prepared to put in some, some personal time to do that. You've thrown some great stats around in this podcast, but I've, I've got a thought for you, which is that research has shown that the latest generation of people that are coming through, the millennials, they want purpose in their life, not just from their, their lifestyle, but they actually want purpose in their role and their job, don't they? And that, that yes. perhaps is, is you know, what you're alluding to there. That's really important for them. Really important, yeah. Um, you know, at Arkin, we're, we're very big on purpose. We have an organisational purpose, and that is to transform the way that the world uh, manages estate planning, inheritance and bereavement. And we know that we're in a position to to be able to do that. And that purpose, that that ability to make a difference, that thing that bonds us all together, that gets us out of bed in the morning, that uh, matters to us all individually and collectively, is something that's that's really really important. And and a lot of that is driven by uh, the younger people in the office. 
And uh, they've really bought into that. They like that, aligned with the vision of, of where we want to be and how we're going to get there with the strategy. In the wider industry, I think that's also important. I, th I think what you're seeing here is this, this change in that millennials are coming into uh, law firms in particular, but just legal services firms in general. And they're saying, hey, listen, you know, I don't want to work the way that you work. I, I want to work a different way. Uh, I've got things that are important to me alongside work. And it's really important to me that I understand that you as a firm are making a difference, that I'm contributing to making that difference. And if they don't feel that, if they don't see the, the evidence of that, they're going to be less connected. They're going to be less brought in. And if a firm comes along, maybe they're employed already, who says, hey, we are connected. Hey, we are doing stuff. Hey, we are technology enabled. This is the purpose. Come and be part of this movement. Come be part of this, this thing where you, you believe and feel and something and, it's, and it matters. They're going to go. And so holding on to, to quality younger staff in that millennial age group, I think, is really, really critical and one of the challenges for, for law firms in particular. I was on a roundtable last week, and one of the topics of conversation was the way in which technology was actually being used as part of the recruitment process, that people were coming to firms because they were technology enabled. They didn't want to work in that traditional law firm setup. Absolutely agree. Look, we, we are seeing that happen because we're seeing, you know, we've obviously got you know, thousands of users and, and we're seeing those users go to firms and take Arkin with them. So it's it's really important to them that that, that they, they don't want to go backwards. You know, it's like, hey, hey, no, we've got this. I'm not giving that up. I, I need this to to work with to make me and my life a lot more accessible and uh, and enjoyable. You've talked about your purpose, the, the way that Arkin's sort of set up. You adopted the four-day week uh, 2021 from memory. How's that going? How does it work in practice? There's lots of questions around it that I'm sure you could help out. With a, with, a, with a few sort of thoughts on, on your experience of it, Dave. Yeah, look, firstly on that, um, I would recommend it to any legal services provider. I know that Trevor Worth has done it with um, Portcullis and um, and uh, he's a, a firm advocate. Well, look, it's gone very well for us. Yes, we've, we've had it in place since uh, formally as a, a policy that we've adopted since June 21. Uh, so we're a long way into it. Growth last year was 36%. And I think that, that says a lot about whether it's working or not. Essentially, the way in which it works is that uh, except for customer support staff, nobody works on a Friday. But to make sure that you don't have to work on a Friday, then you uh, need to make sure that you get five days work done in four. Now, the, the very premise of this is that you get paid 100% of your pay, you deliver 100% productivity, which is five days work in four, uh, but you work 80% of the time. So it's actually 100, 80, 100. Now, the key part of that, and there's kind of you know, processes and things in place that you need to, to introduce, but the key part of that is that people value that Friday because it matters to them, because that means, hey, I can go and take my um, elderly mum for lunch. Hey, I can go off riding my motorbike. Hey, I can uh, actually... Uh, deal with all my life admin and then my, my weekends on my own, uh, just whatever it is. You know, I, I do yoga on a, on a Friday morning, right? Uh, fantastic, right? Uh, whatever it is, people value it. And so they will do and self-manage anything they need to do to make sure that they can deliver 
the the productivity. So look, I, I, I thoroughly recommend it. I think it's a um, a modern way of working. The millennials in the office are, are very bought in. It uh, very much suits that um, that cohort. The the value of it is is this. Uh, there's not many firms doing it, and uh, as a result, it's a very attractive uh, tool to to attract people to come into the business. And equally, it's a uh, really successful retention tool. So we get hammered by firms, hammered by firms coming in trying to steal our staff, and uh, we don't lose that many. And uh, some have been offered a lot more money, but they haven't gone because we've got a four-day week and because that matters. So the firms who are considering it, I think you know those those stats should be valued. They should be included in the um, in the calcs when you're starting to look at the uh, the hard numerical value of it. We're running rapidly out of time, uh, and it's been very enjoyable to to chat and, and hear your thoughts, Dave. Not just on the technology front, but also on on the business front, because ultimately, at the end of the day, you're a, a business leader in, in the wills and probate space. So, for me personally, it's a it's a thank you for 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 being on the podcast today. Well, thank you. It's been brilliant to be here, and um, always nice to to have some time to catch up, David. It's been far too long. We must do it more uh, more frequently. But look, I think the industry is in a in a very interesting place. I've spoken before at uh, uh, the British Wills and Probate Awards about the the challenge that has been laid down for the industry, the challenge to adopt change, to uh, adopt technology, to consider the the future, and to consider looking at how they can be better, how they can be uh, more prepared for the, the challenges of today and tomorrow. And there's there's a lot of opportunity for firms to do exactly that quite quickly and, and quite easily. It, it just takes the will, the desire, the belief that this matters, that t- technology is important, that we need to get things sorted. For people who are thinking about retiring, I know that a lot of thoughts we get, oh, I'm retiring, I don't really want to kind of, you know, um, do anything different. Actually, it's going to make your business more saleable. It's going to make your business more attractive if you're looking at at attracting younger staff. You will be much more aware of the value of the assets in your business if you're looking at getting out. For those people who are looking at uh, continuing to, to, to trade and to be more successful, we can expect a more competitive environment going forward. It's really important that you use technology as the 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 platform to be more competitive, to be more efficient, to be more productive. So I'm hoping that that we're starting to see the the, the change in the industry that I spoke about uh, a couple of years ago. I think we are. I mean, our growth kind of speaks to, to the fact that people are adopting the uh, the technology, and um, we're looking forward to uh, to the next two years as we start to see uh, more and more firms uh, going through and uh, and considering what they're doing and how they're doing it. I think it's a very thorough roundup, Dave. Thanks so much for joining. It's been a delight to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much indeed to everybody for listening. The Today's Wills and Probate podcast is available on your preferred podcast provider. It's also available on todayswillsandprobate.co.uk. Dave, thank you. Thank you to you for listening. And we'll see you again soon. You're listening to the Today's Wills and Probate podcast, one of the leading sources of information for the wills and probate sector. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todayswillsandprobate.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.